Welcome to the Upshot Podcast, where every decision or non-decision shifts your universe in a whole new direction. And I'm your host, Shireen. Here we get into the hot topics about life, because life happens when you're busy doing what? Making other plans. So, let's get into it. This year I turned 29, guys. I have one more year left of my 20s, and then it's all over. I don't know, if, but there's something scary about hitting the 30s for people born in the early 90s. We're just terrified of it. We don't understand it. Like, we are the new adults and we don't like it here. By adulthood, we hate it. I personally hate it. I don't understand why I have to do the things that I have to do. It's too complicated. I just miss, you know, getting my juice box and my lunch neatly packed and everything was just done for me and now I have to do it myself. I have to make my own appointments, I have to file my own tax, I have to, gosh, I have to do a lot. I have to ask people where things are in a store, but neither here nor there. Today's episode is the age of expectation and I think that the age of expectation is the tyranny of life's milestones. I don't understand why this has been imposed on humanity because every community or family has a few important life milestones and those achievements are often tied to a specific timeline. So the timeline usually goes and it can be relative for different communities, cultures or whatever backgrounds that you come from, but it's usually matriculate at 18. Get your exemption or your distinctions. Get into varsity, study what you have to study and it could go either way. You can stay in varsity, get your honors, your masters, your PhD. You can be well learned or you can be like, nah, I'm good. Three years is enough. I am ready to graduate and enter the job market. Then the next thing is climb up the corporate ladder. And by 26, boom, a husband, a baby in a golden carriage and a white picket fence. In our case, a Baldwin apartment <laughs> here in South Africa, right? And God forbid it doesn't happen that way. You're seen as left behind or slow or just plain unlucky. That is what's plaguing, well, my generation as far as I know. I'm not too quite sure about um, the baby boomers and all those people. Actually, let's get into that. Okay, so first of all, let's get into where these metrics come from. No one actually knows. That's what I think. No one knows who imposed these metrics or these timelines upon us. And I personally believe where we are right now, and I think a lot of my peers would agree, is that they are outdated and unrealistic considering how life is not linear. Life is definitely not the timeline that has been set out for us by these stupid movies that say, oh, okay, this is how the good life, um, shout out to my first podcast, <laughs> check it out if you haven't. This is how the good life should be. And these unrealistic expectations are making us miserable. I just think about how currently well currently my mind state is not you know conforming to the age of expectation actually because i'm just sitting here thinking this does not make sense i cannot fit into this cookie cutter lifestyle it doesn't make sense to me it doesn't make sense to my personality my genes how i think how i operate in this life and so how am i molding myself to something that is unrealistic to me, to me specifically, if like there are billions of us who have different personalities, different ways of thinking and different ideologies and spiritual beliefs, how are we fitting into this norm that has been created by God knows who? 
So these unrealistic expectations set by someone that we don't know are forced on us and make us even more miserable. And they have what? A ripple effect, aka butterfly effect. Hello. <laughs> so we're being told which way is best and when it comes to how we should lead our lives in order to get the best possible outcome. You do the timeline that I just mentioned and you will live a better life. You'll live a good life, a wholesome life of which I don't believe is true. And I think that is why a lot of people are depressed, anxious, because ingrained in our subconscious is that I have failed or have not hit the milestone. And I don't know what it was about trying to get married at 25 and have kids at 26. That's just not working out for us. I'm 29 and uh, here I am with everything just turned over its head. Everything didn't work out. Like I tried to fall, I tried to follow the formula. I really did. And a lot of decisions that I made um, leading up to this age were on purpose they were for the basis of I need to have these things attained before I hit 30 because 30 is a different chapter of my life and I don't know what comes with your 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and so for me it didn't make sense when things started going in the opposite direction and I think that is the the aha moment where you're like oh okay so life doesn't go in a straight line <laughs> it's actually a bunch of scribbles um that lead up to you know the end whenever you die however you die uh sorry to be macabre i'm i'm not trying to do that but you get what i mean so the linear life has a tendency to dictate to us how successful you are in, so in society and because it's a subconscious thing guys we judge each other because everyone's expecting, everyone doesn't realize this, but we're on like this conveyor belt of life where we are all following the system and people are trying to, to reach these milestones and hit these goals that they've set for themselves. I don't think there's anything wrong with having goals or milestones that you want to reach, but just not at the time that society has set it. So that 26, 25 era of your life, if you didn't get married to the ideal husband or wife and you didn't have the baby the year a year later, it's really okay. I'm here to tell you that it's okay because there's someone who sat down and gave us this timeline and didn't identify themselves because now they're dead and now we're all messed up. Okay. This gives this this linear life expectation gives people guidelines that can't always be met and like they don't take into account that life is unpredictable and unexpected. So to my point where <laughs> I'm at the age that I am and I'm not married, I was in a six and a half year long relationship where the expectation was to get married. And it never happened for me. I thank God for the lessons. It's 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 really okay. I'm coming to grips with it as traumatic as it was. But the point is, it didn't happen how I had imagined. There are other things currently happening in my life that are coming before what I had plotted for my own timeline. And it's hard for us to reconcile with life happening unexpectedly to us because it just doesn't match with the blueprint that we have formulated for our lives and that's the issue that we are presented with currently in society this brings about the mystery of social norms you know what i mean like what is accepted this is just how we've been doing it this is the way that we've been following it because this is what we this is the result of what we get from doing what we've done i'll give you a little backstory i think it's always nice to get an insight on the person who's speaking 
and that's me the podcaster so i'll let you in a little bit right my life was never linear from varsity up until now it really wasn't if i knew then what i know now i probably would have lost my mind in that if i knew things were gonna end up the way they ended up i wasn't gonna be i was gonna be depressed and so i'm thankful that i didn't know five years ahead of me that things were going to be this messed up and so backstory about how my life did not happen in the cookie cutter way or in a linear way or the way society expected and these social norms that have been imposed on us i did not graduate so i finished high school um on time in record time and thank god for that because i hated high school and my grades were never I wasn't an A student because I hated high school. And so I didn't show up as my best self in high school. But anyway, that's not the point. And so I wanted to do fashion journalism. And so I went to the school called Lysoff. And Lysoff is flipping expensive. I have a single mom who is um, taking care of me and my sister. And Lysoff didn't make sense to me. And so I spared her the agony of the fees now i took a gap year because by the time i realized that lysoff is not working for for me and it's not working for my mom it was too late to apply to another varsity or university and so i went to you know doing promotions and little peace jobs here and there and i was at home the entire time making a bit of money on the side staying home eating watching tv taking naps and in the interim waiting for waiting to be accepted by a university so i went on to apply at vits and i applied at Rhodes. and so i went on to study journalism well not the degree but my major was journalism and sociology and the things that nobody tells you about life is that varsity is flipping hard (laughs) varsity is a beast of an institution yeah uh so i got accepted we were all excited and there was almost like this silent family tradition starting because my my aunt had previously gone there and now it's me so there's this thing of oh we're starting a family tradition tradition of people going to the same university i was hacked because i was in a relationship and my relationship ended because it wasn't going to work long distance uh yeah i went to the school in the middle of nowhere (laughs) a very backward town i'm sorry if you're from gramstown but i hate it i do not understand it i do not understand the donkeys that poop in the streets i do not understand why you know there's a long street of stupid shops (laughs) coming from a city as big as johannesburg and going to a small town where everything is just slow and reminds me of 2004 i hated it i hated my entire experience but that's neither here nor there it was nice you know the orientation and meeting people you and and here's the thing i wasn't meeting people my age i was meeting people younger than me because obviously i had wasted a year at lysoff i had taken a gap year and ultimately i am how old was i i was probably so lysoff i was 19 and then the gap year 20 so essentially i started my varsity life at 21 at Rhodes. so long story short the, the first year was hard failed a few modules went on to second year picked up some dropped some went on to third year it was hard but ultimately i was told that honey 
you need a few more credits to graduate and you've got two options study here at Vos at, at Rhodes University or study through UNISA and that broke me in the sense that I didn't understand like look at all these tiny babies graduating <laughs> and here I am a old granny who can't even get this right like i'm not gonna graduate in record time in the three years that are set out by university and i'm just gonna be seen like as a misfit or i'm gonna see be seen as the anomaly and that broke me but i didn't express that to anyone but nonetheless i needed to complete this because i've already come this far and in the midst of that is navigating friendships and relationships and i had gotten into a relationship that was very serious because i get into serious relationships i don't get into i don't do dating i just it's it's not it's not the fabric it's not in the fabric of who i am so i had to go to come back home go to unisa and in record well in my own set record time i graduated and I graduated at the age of, I think, I don't know, my brain is fried right now, but I think I was 24, 25. And there were some people who had already started their new jobs. And I'll just to give you another example of the fact that my life was never linear from varsity onwards, is I still don't have my driver's license. <laughs> and it's not because, um, I don't want it it's just because the things that are happening in my life do not allow me to get that done i have also contributed to that in the sense that you get your learner's license for two years and you chill and you're like ah i got time i can get this done and then when you're ready it's expired and you have to do it again but there's this untold or unspoken expectation that you must have your drivers between the ages of 18 and 21 and to this day that still hacks my life <laughs> because i'm just like damn girl you are 29 and you can't even get the car out the yard that's just a small quick illustration of the mystery of social norms that you must get this by this age and you must get this or else you're seen as like you know a nobody like who has who doesn't have who can't drive at your age type of thing and it's embarrassing because someone out there said that this is acceptable and if they don't have this then they're an embarrassment to society so things don't quite go as planned for my life and that has affected me you know until now and i'm expressing these things that nobody knows about and here you are finding these things out and everything is looking more like a scribbled maze than a straight line with each milestone carefully plotted on the expected age so essentially these expectations and rules de that develop over time they develop over time and we are all aware of them and we all follow them but no one determines them so where do these social norms come from? I don't understand. Please make it make sense. Because it's not make, the math is not mathing. I think what is happening now is that it's starting to change for millennials like myself. That for, for example, I'll give you some statistics. Not statistics, but some like survey outcomes. <laughs> okay. We're getting married at an average of seven years later than our parents. Um, or like me, haven't married at all. So it's either you're married... It's either you're married but you didn't get married like at 21 or 22 or you're not married and the funny thing is it's acceptable to us but it does make sense to our parents or our grandparents and another point is the age women first give birth has consistently risen over the past 40 years so 
most millennial women are having children later than their parents or they're waiting until my age or older to have children and again it's becoming the norm within our age group because i think we're the age group that is starting to challenge these these mystery norms and lastly the home ownership rate for millennials is eight percent lower than it was for the preceding two generations so it's actually harder now for us to acquire homes because the economy doesn't favor us unfortunately so we have to take into consideration our environment and how these social norms and metrics cannot fit into our lives because our, our circumstances are not the same we're more educated and exposed to knowledge than before so we're exposed to science that is determining our decision making and the pressure from women building homes with a husband has shifted to getting degrees and having a stable income and that's the society that we're currently living in but the societies before or the generations before don't understand it and this is where the tyranny of you should have these things you should have done it like this when are you getting married you should be having grandbabies by now you should be giving me grandbabies by now you should have your own place it plagues us and not only that it gives us stress like i'm at a point where i'm just like damn man i don't have a car i don't have a license and it embarrasses me and i'm just like hang on why does it embarrass me and 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 who's placing these these expectations on my life like why are you so pressed like a panini that I don't have a car or a license or my own place. I still stay at home and I still take taxis or I still take an Uber. I still walk to places. Why does that hack you so much? It's because of the metrics that were placed on us subconsciously. And so now we are expecting other people to have the things that we have acquired because we have acquired them according to the metrics that were set out before us by God knows who again. All right. So... What was once the norm for the previous generation isn't the norm for us and what it does is it adds unnecessary pressure on us to fulfill the same desired outcomes under different and even harder economic climates and conditions like i don't have the money i don't i don't have the money uh i don't oh, if i do have the money my family's uh, priorities are not the same as yours and so what also amplifies and exaggerates this and put, puts these these um, expectations at the forefront of social media. It's like, okay, look, I just bought a car. I'm 26 and I have a car. I have a husband and I have this and this and this and this and this. And then you get us, the misfits and the anomalies of society sitting here like, damn, we can't even get one thing right, you know. So, but the thing is, not all of us come from the same socioeconomic backgrounds and not all of us have the advantages or like the shots that other people have in life because we started later. And I think, and I just think to myself, when do we as a society get to the place where we accept that, okay, not all of us are going to have the desired outcomes and I'm not going to judge that person off of these things where I don't know where they stem from. So one survey showed that on average adults older than 25 still plan to get married and have kids and buy a home all by the age of 30. Well, listen, if this is you, I've got news for you. <laughs> Even though the number of people actually able to do so has, in, has decreased with every generation. That's why I said I've got news for you. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but from what I've seen, you know, the ripple effect of this, it's devastating. 
okay the the, the us reconciling the reality of not reaching these milestones is hurtful well for me i'll speak for myself as leading many of us to turn to vices for coping death rates are skyrocketing jobs are vanishing and it's worse now because it's in a pandemic so now the goals and the milestones that we've set for ourselves are coming to a complete pause now we have to re-evaluate restructure the blueprint we have to re you know reroute like a gps it's like no you can't go down there because there's construction heavy construction and there's going to be construction there for the next few years so you're going to have to change your route literally that is what happened since 2020 because of corona and not only has it heightened the said anxiety and the depression has taken away the same jobs that are meant to contribute to these unrealistic expectations so it's like what the hell do you want me to do we are all sitting here thinking i don't know man like society wants a lot from me but at the same time society is not meeting me halfway like don't even get me started on social media because social media has created an age of envy a career envy children envy financial envy vacation envy anything with an envy in it just put it there and not being able to achieve the lifestyle that we have painted for ourselves and that society has painted for us sends us spiraling into a mental health issue and it's making us make big globalized exaggerations like everyone is getting married or everyone's having more money than everyone has more money than i do but that simply isn't true because you only see the highlight reel of someone's photoshop life or i'm only going to show you this shot because the house is a mess <laughs> so i'm going to show you this cute little plant and this coffee that i made or this coffee that i ordered and you are going to assume that my life is good off of that and you're going to assume that i you know have it all together meanwhile you have patched so many things in the background there's like things falling off you haven't done your laundry or you haven't folded your laundry you don't stay in the place that you keep posting on ig you know you you, you talk a big game but in reality you are also just struggling as much as i am so lots of us are struggling with the misconception that we aren't measuring up to society standards am i right shireen what's the upshot so i think it's about finding your fit so it's obviously easier said than done but it takes like drastic psychological effort on your side one of the things i'm grateful for the pandemic i think it's not all doom and gloom but I'm, I'm i'm thankful for the insight that it has given me for me to sit down and do some introspection on my life and to think about things differently like i'm literally forced to think in a different way and approach life from a different angle from what i've been doing right because if you do what you did you get what you got so living the same life every single day has kind of switched up on me and for example I took a step back from social media recently and I called it a dopamine detox because one, I was met with panic attacks when I woke up and two, I was sad that my life didn't reflect the decisions that I had deliberately not taken to end up where I am right now. Three, I needed to step away from wondering how other people I know are doing and lastly, I had to stop the comparison of what other people are doing to make themselves successful those were the four main points and so i needed a break mentally my brain literally needed to separate from the social media platforms it's very hard okay 
but it's doing wonders for me because I'm forcing myself to think in different ways, to engage in different things, to read more, to spend my time with family, to do things that I wasn't previously doing because that thumb was gaining a lot of muscle unnecessarily. It wasn't working to my advantage, it was working to my disadvantage and it was taking away precious time from my life. I was beaten off track and I ended up beating myself up for it too because of all these external factors and this year has made me realize that I was too fixated on the linear approach to life and not the messy micro approach that being to live each day to plan but to make room for life to happen as uncomfortable as that may seem and the advantage of this is it opens you up to another way of living that we are living in the moment and adopting a mindset where you are expectant of life to throw you some curveballs but you embrace it differently to what you have been doing prior so the paths that come or that life has to offer you like when life gives you lemons you start doing what making lemonade and so you are more receptive to the curveballs and the and the span in the works and all these things but if you haven't done that psychological work then you will kind of be stuck in the tyranny of expectation. So while these things are society's expectations and they seem fixed and finite, the truth is that they're always changing, child. Like, you see it with our generation, even though you might not think so. But if you really sit down and think about it and unpack it and look at the nuts and the bolts, you will see that last generation's expectations don't match up to this generation's expectations. It's just not how life is set up okay that the result is not going to be the same it means finding the right balance in every aspect of your life so i'm here to tell you that don't forget that life happens and you must live it anyway and that is today's episode thank you for listening i hope i changed your perspective a little tune into the next episode if you like to find out what the upshot is and bye for now